All right, welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Molly. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett. So we're just going to go through it episode by episode. I got some Easter eggs that we can go through, some cool moments that we can talk about, Mm -hmm. any interesting topics. But the last time we saw Boba Fett, he killed Bib Fortuna, and then he took over as the daimyo. Um, Ultimate power move, if you ask me. I know, right? (laughs) Boba Fett is seen in the back-to-tank, and um, he's still in Jabba's palace. We see him as a child on Kamino in some other flashbacks, which was kind of cool to see. Mm -hmm. Especially the one of him, like, picking up his dad's helmet on Kamino. That was like, it was that, and then I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but it was that and seeing the N1 Starfighter, I was like, that is nostalgia for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Boba Fett is seen inside of the Sarlacc pit, and he comes too. That was just so cool to see. I think that was a moment that fans have been, like, trying to imagine Mm -hmm. for the past 30 years. Yeah, and especially for fans that don't follow, like the extended universe canon and like didn't see any of the comic books or anything like that and then all of a sudden when we see him pop up in the mandalorian everyone's like that's not possible yeah wait a minute (laughs) i thought he was in the thing (laughs) but he crawls to a nearby stormtrooper and he tries to burn his way out of the sarlacc pit which was so cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he pops out of the sand just like Patton oswalt said in parks and rec (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you see that no i hadn't seen parks and rec so like oh that's, really that's something i'm gonna have to look into now too that's really cool there's um there's a scene where Pat oswald like goes on a whole monologue about how boba fit like his next adventure should open and it opens just that, like that <laughs> that is awesome yeah i love Patton oswald mm-hmm Jawas show up and steal boba fett's armor which was kind of rude but i guess that's how <laughs> god Fant got his uh armor in the mandalorian then mm-hmm. boba fett is found by the tuscan raiders which we unfortunately deal with for three more episodes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like it started out with one of those things where it's like ugh, unfortunately we have to see this again but i mm-hmm. think like it was interesting to see that growth and that development both from like boba fett's standpoint where he's like I just gotta go, or I gotta fight these people to get out of this, and they're like, well, no, because you trespassed on our land, and it's, like, that evolution of, like, they're coming to an understanding, and, like, that relationship, like, I thought that that was, like, now in hindsight, I think it's really cool, but definitely in the moment, I was like, when is something gonna happen? Right. When are we gonna pick up the pace? Like, poor guy just got beat. (laughs) He needed something to happen to him that would, like, transform his character from Empire Boba Fett to, like, Daimyo Boba Fett. But, like, I guess the execution just didn't work. (laughs) Maybe not, yeah. But at first I was like, oh, this is interesting. Where are Mm -hmm. we going here? Mm -hmm. He's taken as prisoner. They drag him through the desert, which was nice. And then the episode is called Stranger in a Strange Land. I think that was based off a book title. I don't know. I don't know, but like now that... um, It might be all book titles. Yeah. (laughs) But like now that you say that, though, I think it's interesting because like the first episode is called Stranger in a Strange Land, but the last is like from the desert emerges a stranger or something like that. Oh, yeah. So that's really mm -hmm. interesting now that I'm thinking back about that. Like, well done, Dave Filoni. Yeah, Dave (laughs) Filoni is well thought out A nice like full circle moment. He's good at doing that. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm excited for the Bad Batch season two and Ahsoka and just anything. <laughs> anything that Dave Filoni does. Anything I'm he okay touches. <laughs> Boba Fett and the Rodian are prison buddies until the Rodian rats him out for trying to escape, mm. which was. I don't know what he was doing there. Yeah. Either that or he just couldn't talk quietly. Or it was just super petty. Yeah. <laughs> the score was really cool, especially in the suit-up scene. And yeah. It was different from The Mandalorian, which I appreciated. I was yeah. curious how they were going to do that. I remember um, messaging a friend of mine, and I was just like, Ludwig Gorenson really went off on this one. Because I, like, I feel like with The Mandalorian, like not to say that he had to like one up john williams or find like the next big thing but it kind of was it was like this yeah. is the new theme and it wasn't like it was following the skywalker saga where he could like kind of like reuse some things like it was something completely new and i feel mm-hmm. like after like the acclaim from the mandalorian it was just kind of like okay now we can just like roam free from here and so there's also that pressure to make something memorable too yeah. and it kind of worked but he did it's yeah. so good it is good <laughs> It gets stuck in my head every now and then. Oh, yeah. I like how the show seems to be a Star Wars version of The Godfather. And I love The Godfather, oh. so. Just with the daimyo and the five yeah. families. Or three families, I guess. And it, Yeah, like, and now that you mention it, too, it's like... I know I did I think I did like message you about I think this you where did. it's like where it's like Don Corleone like ha- not that Boba Fett has other people do his work for him, but it's kind of like they are the figurehead and they're the ones that like you'll have those deep conversations with like at the dinner table or like in the office somewhere and like you think that they're not like going to attack you possibly or like do something to like maybe like just mess with your head but like he can and Mm -hmm. like it's that level of like the respect factor and that's how like he gets his group together and it's not necessarily fear-based but it's also kind of fear-based but it's not like it's like a hint of fear like there's a rancor under us but i won't do anything (laughs) right exactly where are we at the protocol droid jabba's old one is played by matt barry He's from What We Do in the Shadows. Do you watch that show? I don't. I've never heard of that before. Taika Waititi's a writer on that show. Oh, well then I have to watch it (laughs) It's on Hulu. It's hilarious. It's about vampires in a modern day setting. It's so great. I love it. Oh man. That sounds awesome. Yes. Doc Stratzi was played by Robert Rodriguez. He was a Trandoshan. Same species as Bosk. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez played two different characters in the show, actually. He also no played... Way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He played Mayor Mokshayez, too. Which is, he did? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that either. I did. Well, I'm learning so much already from this, so yeah. thank you so much for bringing me on. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to learn things from you as well. Because <laughs> I'm not as, like, I'm not as fluent in Clone Wars or Rebels or... I got gotcha. you. Stuff okay. like that. I got gotcha. you. The mayor's major domo shows up instead of the mayor, and he has no tribute. The mayor wants tribute from him, which is kind of. I don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> instead of killing the Gamorrean guards, Boba Fett spares them as long as they're loyal to them. This works out later. <laughs> yeah, those poor guys. <laughs> they really didn't get a proper send off, oh, did they? <laughs> I guess that didn't work out later. I didn't think about the last episode. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for 
you know that episode. the time that they were living and breathing. It yeah. worked, but <laughs> spoilers ahead. <laughs> Boba Fett shows up to see Garza Fwip at her cantina, and she fills up Boba Fett's helmet with monies. <laughs> oh, so nice. <laughs> Boba Fett walked on his own two feet to the cantina, which is very unusual for a daimyo of Mos Espa. Mm -hmm. So I guess he doesn't have as much respect at the moment. Mm -mm. Jabba apparently had many vessels and supporters that Boba Fett and Fennec need to visit to maintain. Just sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew becoming the daimyo would take so much out of you just from like going door to door and being like hey he's taking a lot <laughs> of steps wanted, yeah just wanted to come and say hi let you know there's been a change in management <laughs> but don't worry <laughs> don't worry as long as you give me money it's, it's okay <laughs> <laughs> some warriors show up with red shields and they attack boba fett and fennec shand mm-hmm. the gamorian guards help save them which proves that respect works more than fear mm-hmm Boba Fett tells Fennec Shan to capture the warriors alive. She knocks one off a building, which was not following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, did we know that she killed him? I, I mean, guess that's true. At least he didn't... He might be a little hurt. Yeah, and I mean, like, even though you said capture the warriors alive, I mean, she at least got one. That's so true. I think for Fennec, that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got... The Gamorrean guards rush Boba Fett back to his back to the back to tank <laughs> to heal after the fight. Boba Fett and the Rodian are taken by a little Tuscan raider to dig for water in the desert, and the waters are in the melons. And I don't understand how this works. <laughs> how did the melons get there? I mean, it's Star Wars, any ecosystem like that's true. It, I guess it, it, I don't the rules are what it. they are, and. It's not up to us to question it. You're absolutely right. (laughs) A giant sand monster suddenly comes out of the sand out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess the logic is kind of taken out of here. (laughs) But I think that that's interesting, too, because I remember, um, like, George Lucas's original, or not, like, his inspiration for it, but it is, like, heavily inspired by Dune and, like, the Dune Mm -hmm. series. And so I really felt like this whole series is, like, kind of like, not like a side plot, because it wasn't really, like much of anything it's but like it a little seems, love letter like, to Dean. yeah it, it definitely is because like you have a giant sand monster popping out like we've never seen that one before and then they're talking about spice and like that is the currency in the dune series right. and so like i think that that like yeah like you said like that nod and that respect back to like the inspiration i think that was really cool as well i'm so glad that dune got nominated for best picture yeah <laughs> oh did it really yeah good for them yes (laughs) but Denis Veneuve did not get a best director nomination which makes absolutely no sense not really no not really it'll win best cinematography it's fine (laughs) this is a direct reference to Leia killing Jabba the Hutt in a very similar way when Boba Fett takes the head off the monster yeah the Tusken Raiders get really excited over Boba Fett killing this creature, and then they accept him into the Tusken way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Fennec Shan brings a prisoner back to Jabba's palace in the second episode, where Boba is healing in the back to tank. <laughs> the prisoner speaks Hatties and says the same thing. That is told to C-3PO by a droid in Hutsies in Empire Strikes Back. I'm trying to think. 
out. They were like trying to find a closet or something. And oh, before he goes into it, someone shouts at C-3PO and Huttese. Huh. And he's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the prisoner is a part of the Order of the Nightwing. Which I still don't know what that is. It's right up there with um, the Knights of Ren. It's like, they're there. Do we get any explanation? Not really. Exactly. <laughs> we see them, the Knights of Ren. But besides that... That's, that's, yeah, that's it. about it. <laughs> <laughs> they reveal that the the mayor sent them, but then we find out that the mayor didn't send them, and I don't know. This whole thing's confusing. Yeah, I was gonna say like in trying to review like what happens in those first few episodes, where it's just kind of like it's flashback, but it's also like little bits of things here mm-hmm. and there. Like it's it's it is somewhat difficult to keep track of things, and I feel like it does. Like I haven't rewatched it. Um, oh really? Since, like, yeah, I haven't rewatched it since its original release of each episode. Um, but I feel like I should just to really make sure that I got everything the first time. So like something like that. Yeah, I don't really remember that one too much. I rewatched all of the episodes except for the last and two and three, I think. Gotcha. Because Tuskins. <laughs> <laughs> Which like no hate to the Tuskins. No hate to like, the Tuskins. Because <laughs> definitely like because definitely like the the way in which they're represented from like the original trilogy and mm-hmm. to now like I think that that evolution of those characters and of that species was really cool to see and especially after like in the Mandalorian where we see like um Dim communicating with them through like sign language and everything like oh, yeah, that and, like true. that was like our first exposure to like wow these aren't just like crazy sand people what right. like they actually have like a culture and a history and it's so interesting that we got to see that from like two different um points of view where the first was like immediate respect with din and the mandalorian and the second was like absolute like beating <laughs> for the boba um and then what else we got they scared the prisoner into saying this by dropping him oh yeah into the old rancor chamber where no one was <laughs> yeah, i thought that was really funny that was like when fennec funny. was just like there's nothing there <laughs> <laughs> boba fett and his squad show up to the mayor's spot and they request to talk to him and uh, the major domo storms in to see the mayor the mayor is also played by robert rodriguez mm-hmm. and he talks through a translator uh, Makshaya shoots the prisoner and tells Boba Fett to see Garsef Whip again. Mm-hmm. Everyone just tells each other to go see a different person. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like, not me, it's Garsef. Right, it's, it's like one of those things in a video game where it's like, congrats, you've reached this checkpoint, now you have to go and do this other, like, really elaborate task. I know. Then maybe you'll get to the next checkpoint. <laughs> like, when he said that, I was like, ugh. They're really playing Boba Fett in these first few episodes. They really are. <laughs> It Testing is like a video dedication. game. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Boba Fett and his squad um, go to Garza Whip then. Oh, wait, no, they're about to. And the twins, the Hut twins show up that have taken over Jabba's place in the Hut clan. Mm-hmm. And they show up being carried. I felt so bad for those guys that had to carry them. I know, I wonder how much... Uh... But they took it like <laughs> champs. They really did. <laughs> Black Kersantan, the Wookiee bounty hunter that was trained after the droid attack on the Wookiees. But what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? 
That's what the one guy in the Jedi Council says. Oh, in the prequels, he says the co- like the guy with the cone head. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but what about wow. the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> well, I was gonna say like um, Black Chrysanthemum. I had no idea what like I I didn't know who he was until like, I went on Twitter yeah. and everyone was like saying again he was like one of the uh, comic characters mm-hmm. and so it's it's like really interesting to see how much they're bringing in from the extended universe. So, yeah. Once again, anything Dave Filoni does. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> as long as he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett tells him to go back to Nalhutta, the planet they're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Boba Fett get trained by a Tuscan raider for an unnecessary amount of time on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept going. I think, yeah, I think like with a lot of those scenes, like it did kind of drag out a little bit more than it could have. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like they were trying to get across that like this is an evolution of his mm-hmm. character and so right. it's, maybe it's also because like we haven't like when you think about it in like like the mainstream star wars media we really don't know that much about boba fett like no, obviously like like in the original like he was a nobody and so mm-hmm. everyone was like this guy what's his deal and yeah then, uh, like they made a storyline for him in the prequels with um, you know him and Django, but like in between them, like we really didn't know unless you watch the Clone Wars. Then mm-hmm. like you have like he he goes on some adventures and he does some things. But we um, still don't really know even right, after the even show. Like after that, like there's so much time that passes with Boba's character that we don't get to see. So this is really like almost like we're being reintroduced to his character, and so like we have to see all this stuff kind mm-hmm. of evolve and drag out but it does kind of it does go get on frustrating. for a while <laughs> yeah. i get why they tried eh, it's so frustrating like the execution with it because yeah. it could have been done better but yet it couldn't have right it's like you want it's like, the it's like you want that content <laughs> but it's also like n- no <laughs> yeah it's like eh, i guess it's fine the way yeah. it is um we see a random train start moving through the desert and it attacks Boba Fett and the Sand People. Mm-hmm. Um, Boba Fett tells them that he will stop the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the train run by the Pike Syndicate is transporting spice. Mm-hmm. The, the Pikes were really cool to see in live action. And yeah. We've only seen them in solo for well, like a little bit. They actually play, they're pretty big in Clone Wars as well. Because oh, yeah. it was, um, I mean. I won't try to go into it too much, just to leave, like, because I know that you haven't seen it yet. Is that correct? No, I've seen Clone Wars. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. I so, meant in live action. We've no, always I, seen, yeah. That's true, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, because, like, they, this, I feel like this is also, like, tying it in with Solo. It's, we have, like, this other storyline of, like, this underground, like, crime ring that we've got going yeah, on. Yeah, like, what's going on with Kira? With Kira, right? <laughs> and then, I mean, like, obviously, at this point with, the book of boba fett is boba, uh i was trying to think is darth maul dead at that point i think so i mean he can come back why not um, <laughs> i've seen what happens yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say i'm trying to no because yeah so darth maul is dead at this point because yeah. he um because that was all happened in, and, that yeah. all happened in rebels but yeah yes yeah, so, like there's like this underground like crime ring that's going on like that is introduced in clone wars and that like is just kind of there so it's interesting like how this again like these little things that are popping up now it's really cool yeah I know. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see the pikes. Bo- yeah. 
Boba Fett shows up to some place that's theorized to be Tashi Station. Did you know that? I feel I think I may have seen something about it, but I didn't read that much into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know why it would be Tashi Station. Because it's Tatooine. It's gotta be. What's the other? What are the only other places we've seen on Tatooine? There's not other any other places named. It could right. be Obi Wan's house. <laughs> You're right. They they just transformed it. Yeah. <laughs> and started up a spice ring. <laughs> Boba Fett steals a bunch of speed bikes for the sand people. Mm-hmm. The sand people and Boba Fett train for an unnecessary amount of time to go take down the train. Oh, but it was so fun to see a like, little training montage on the speed bikes, you know, like a bantha. <laughs> <laughs> that was made into a meme immediately. I love it. It's so funny. Could the Pike Syndicate be teasing characters like Kira or Darth Maul? Mm-hmm. Well, we thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kira, we have no idea. Like, after Solo, like, her character was left very up in the air. Right. So, who knows? She could she could still be around and kicking. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was hoping for Amelia Clark to show up, but I knew that she was filming on Secret Invasion, so it wouldn't. It wouldn't have lined up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Boba Fett manages to stop the train after the conductor jumps ship. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> it's like when Bruno just jumped out of the house in the end of Encanto. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good moment. Oh my goodness. One of the pikes takes off their helmet and they discuss with Boba Fett. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boba Fett tells them that the land belongs to the Sand People. They have to pay toll to cross that. Mm-hmm. And the Sand People find a bunch of water in the train. They get, like, super excited. <laughs> it was just really funny. Well, I mean, it's, again, it's Tatooine. It's just sand. Yeah. What, <laughs> what other things do you have to be excited about other than water? <laughs> it's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, and it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Boba Fett gets a lizard up his nose and he has visions. (laughs) Oh, wait, that just reminded me. I think that's, I mean, I don't think this may have been like a direct callback, but I, um, with you saying that, that reminds me of like a storyline that was in Clone Wars and maybe like season three ish Mm -hmm. or something. I think they were, I think they were on Tatooine actually. And it was, um, oh gosh, where like the final battle and attack of the clones take place takes place i don't remember like what that Camino? place no oh wait no, no, no. geonosis Geonos- oh that's geonosis okay then never mind it wasn't on tattooing but um in that like storyline there's like some sort of like underground geonosian like zombie things and there's like um or maybe that's a separate i don't know i'm getting them all confused but basically there was like some like snail thing that like got into one of the clones noses and oh then wait i do it ended up like this. infecting all yeah. of them and so it was like they had like the one mind sort of a thing and they were like trying to like stop the jedi from bringing in like maybe it was a geonosian person or something like that but like obviously like, i don't think that's a direct callback but i think that's still interesting that it like the similarity. It's similar, definitely like yeah. there's a parallel there, I think. There must be. Dave yeah. Filoni knows. <laughs> he definitely caught on. Mm-hmm. We see a glimpse of Boba Fett as a kid watching Django Fett fly off on his ship. Mm-hmm. That was sad. <laughs> Boba Fett is dressed like the Sand People and he gets a new look similar to him in The Mandalorian at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett and the Tusken Raider dance, which is also kind of unnecessary. <laughs> 
I honestly forgot about that, though. That's cute. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, episode three is called The Streets of Mos Espa. We see the spider-like droid that's seen from the trailer, but nothing happened with it, contrary to theories. Hmm. Um, 88D, which is the droid that's in Jabba's palace, calls Jabba he who should not be named. (laughs) I think that's really funny. Like, (laughs) I mean... Again, like, that whole idea, like, again, it's not, like, paralleling Harry Potter, obviously, but I think it's no, funny that, bit. like, that, like, that idea of, like, oh, no, like, my new boss doesn't, like, shouldn't want this guy's name to be mentioned, like, and, like, poor droids in the Star Wars universe, they're yeah. just, like, they're just anxious the entire time, like, trying not to get destroyed. I would be a droid in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> Which Star Wars character do you most relate with? C3PO. <laughs> Which one? Any of them. They're just anxious. <laughs> Any of them who's trying to survive. Right. <laughs> AT-AT sets up a Godfather-like scenario mm-hmm. in which some of the land in Mos Espa is divided up between families. Bit Fortuna apparently paid off the mayor consistently, which is why the mayor's major domo expects a tribute. Mm-hmm. Lord Appeal. this guy played by steven root he was in get out wait who was he in get out he was the blind guy actually oh yeah okay um i want your eyes i want those things you see out of (laughs) i want your vision it's such a good movie that is a really good movie did you see the nope trailer i did and i i said to my sister i was like this is the only like not even genre of horror. This is the only artist of horror that I will get excited about. Oh, Jordan interesting. Peele. That's like my sister. Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm not in the horror. I'm not into the horror genre. I love but like horror. once I saw it was when I saw um us like that mm-hmm. trailer. I was like, all right, I'm terrified, but I want to know what happens, and I want to know like what his like thinking was behind these little details and so i'm always interested in his His films are so good they're brilliant well done jordan peele (laughs) nope is actually supposed to be an acronym apparently and i don't know what it stands for huh but i guess we'll find out in july (laughs) anyway steven roots back he's Mm -hmm. here to to discuss the rarity of water (laughs) (laughs) He reveals that Tatooine used to be covered in oceans, which is only something we could assume before. I think that's really interesting, too. It's kind of like, could be a commentary towards, like, environmentalism, like, now even, like, with... Probably. Yeah. Like, with the whole theory of, like, we used to actually live on Mars, but then we destroyed the whole thing, and now we're on Earth, and we're going to destroy this one, too, and, like... I've never even heard that theory. No? No. (laughs) I've... Maybe it was from my astronomy class in high school, but, like, I remember we had that, like, that whole theorizing lesson that one time. But, yeah, I thought that that was a really interesting point, too. Yeah. And then it's interesting, just connected this, it's interesting that, like, if if Tatooine used to be covered in oceans, kind of like Kamino, and Boba Fett is from Kamino, but Uh, now, like, yeah, through that evolution and change... Hmm. But, like, now he's on, like, a planet that's covered in sand. And, like, just that, like, that's interesting. Anyway. Did we see... <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> did we see Tatooine at all in the sequels? Because I don't think we did. No. It was Jakku. Then maybe is... it could be filled with water now. <laughs> I was like, we just basically Tatooine 2.0. But yeah, that's a separate conversation. Wait, nobody wants to go back to Jakku. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Peel brings up a cyborg gang that are affecting the water. Mm. Meaning they are drinking the water because they need it. <laughs> yeah, the survival and all. <laughs> mm-hmm. The gang feels really random and doesn't feel like Star Wars at all, but... I had seen, like, I like again, on Twitter, I was seeing some conversations about that, and some people were saying, like, if you think that this is random, then you don't recognize, like... I don't know if it was George Lucas's original vision for Star Wars or if it was, like, someone else that he collaborated with, but I guess it was the idea that, like, like Star Wars isn't just one thing. It can be, like, a multiplicity of things, and so mm-hmm. one of them could be, like, a cyberpunk, like, vibe, and I think that, like, for what... Or for when Star Wars was created initially, like, that doesn't seem far off. Like, um, when you have things later on, like... Uh, Blade Runner and that was all yeah. very cyberpunk kind of a vibe and so I think like it doesn't feel like Star Wars because we haven't seen it mm-hmm. so like that's we haven't seen it before that's got some merit yeah. unfamiliar territory mm-hmm. instead of getting rid of the gang Boba Fett recruits them onto his side we didn't know why until later yeah because <laughs> with Fennec Shand and stuff but yeah, yeah. Lorth Appeal gets upset over his recruitment, and Boba Fett tells him to go to Moss Eisley if he doesn't like it. <laughs> In the flashback, we see Boba Fett going to Moss Eisley on a bantha, like a bantha, <laughs> <laughs> to go talk to the pikes. He witnesses the stormtrooper helmets being put on stakes. We see this in The Mandalorian. And then we also see... Amy Sedaris's character in the background and her droids following behind her. When we thought that that was the only nod we were going to get to the Mandalorian. <laughs> Back in the day when we were so young. <laughs> in December. Right. Or January. It was the last month. Yeah. So Amy Sedaris's Peli motto. Mm-hmm. Um, she also is in, um, I know her from Bojack. She plays Princess Carolyn. Bojack Horseman. No. Never seen it. That's okay. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. (laughs) The Pikes don't want to give tribute to Boba Fett. And the Tuscans, because the Pikes are already paying tribute to the Nikto Sandriders, or so we thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Boba Fett's plan is to get rid of the Nikto Sandriders, but his entire squad gets wiped out. But that that was honestly so sad. <laughs> it really was, but it made me think, why, what was the point? <laughs> it's because he had to have his taste for revenge, revenge yeah. and that vengeance that had to set him off. He needed something against the pikes. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It works, I guess. <laughs> the same sign that is seen from the Tuscans at one point is seen on the tents after the burning of the camp, so mm-hmm. Boba Fett just assumes it's the Sand Riders. Mm-hmm. Black Kersantan shows up and drags Boba Fett out of his back to tank, mm-hmm. which was very rude. He was taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> we see a glimpse of whistling birds on Boba Fett's armor, just like Mando. But he oh, never really? Yeah. He never see, got to use them, though. I was going to say, see, like, I really need to go back and rewatch and pick <laughs> up on all those little things. There's a lot of little details in these shows. Mm-hmm. I did not rewatch Hawkeye, though. That's one I did not go back for. I feel like I'm going to have to rewatch that one once I finish Daredevil and yeah, everything else. Just to get, like, the little references. Just to get the full story. Just to get the full references, yeah. I thought I saw Vanessa references in it at some point. In Hawkeye? Yeah. 
but I've missed. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa. The Power Rangers and the Gamorreans try helping Boba Fett. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. I saw a bunch of memes of people calling the biker gang Power Rangers. Mm. They all have different colored bikes. They do. And so, I mean, like, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but they trap Chrysanthemum, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. The huts show up and they say that they set they sent Chrysanthemum to kill him, and they said they're sorry. Just a <laughs> weird interaction. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything with the twins was just kind of like, like I thought that there was more that was going to happen with them, and then they were just like, oh yeah, we want Jabba's stuff back, or like his spot, and he's like, no, I killed the guy, it's my spot. They're like, they're like okay. okay. <laughs> and like, they sent this guy to kill you, we're sorry, and Boba Fett's like, it's okay. <laughs> and then they're just gone. <laughs> that sounded a little bit like John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is exactly is that what, what I channel for? every single time. <laughs> yep. I figured. Delta Airlines. <laughs> Here, take this coupon that doesn't work. work. Go fetch. fetch. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why the huts were there other than to just give Chrysanthemum a reason to be with Boba Fett. And to just kind of like call back to the fact that Jabba was in fact a the bad w, guy. A uh, bad guy. That's it. <laughs> the huts bring Danny Trejo Woo! for two seconds. <laughs> it was cool to see and him. And the fandom was up in just celebration for, for that. For some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Um, he brought Boba Fett a rancor. So they can have Chrysanthemum back. Mm -hmm. um, Danny Trejo mentions that the witches of Dothamir rode the Rancors, referencing the Night Sisters from the Clone Wars. Just so cool. That was really cool. I miss cool. the Night Sisters, to be that honest. That was a like, cool arc. Were they a little chaotic? Yes. But yes. were they so cool and badass? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the Rancor imprints onto Boba Fett Lake in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I said that to my sister too or really? I was just like yeah because like all like two summers ago we like she read all of the books and then we watched all the movies and like the whole idea of imprinting we found to just be really weird so weird but like but I think in this it was really sweet and it was sweet that but it one just reminded me of Twilight yeah. <laughs> and I mean that one works out well later yeah, it did very much so <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, I'm so confused who the actual bad guy is in the series. I was, I really thought that, um, Danny Trejo's character, like, the way that, I guess it was just, like, a couple times they, like, lingered on, like, just him standing sometimes. I was like, is he gonna do something? Is the Rancor all of a sudden gonna attack Boba? Like, did, was he kind of kidding when he said that it hasn't imprinted yet and it actually actually imprinted on him first like i was like there's so many questions and then it just ended and i was like yeah. okay okay <laughs> um will black chrysanthemum join boba fett we know <laughs> boba fett fennec and the power rangers <laughs> go to visit the mayor who hides behind a locked door mm -hmm. um the mandalorian looks Oh, I just said it looks more cinematic than this. It seems like they put less time and effort into the book of Boba Fett. Doesn't it seem like it? I mean, I guess like partially. Because every episode of The Mandalorian, I was hyped up. And I think like, I think the other thing with The Mandalorian is that because um, Din Djarin was very much like, 
like that space cowboy where he was just kind of like going and so there were like a lot of different locations that we were able to see where it was like, star wars fett, yeah whereas book of boba fett is very like location specific to right. just like tattooing um so i mean like it may maybe it just like seems like the like the quality isn't as great because we don't get to see like as many things and so it's just like one spot you know what i mean but i will say like i thought it was interesting there was um something that i had seen um in reference to like the mayor's office it looked like there was like some sort of shadow or like the way that a light was reflecting like from the ceiling it looked like the symbol that um like I don't remember what it's called, but um, that Darth Maul wears, like, at the end of Solo, and that uh, Kira wears. It's, like, that, that the arch. Crimson Dawn? Or... Yes, it was yeah. a Crimson Dawn symbol, so people were, like, mm. so people were, like, suspecting, like, after this episode, like, is the mayor in, like, in um, okay, work with... with Kira. Right, yeah. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor's major domo runs away from the Power Rangers which was probably the most unnecessary scene in the whole show. That I will say was so unnecessary. And also because like I expected those little speeder bikes to go way faster than they did. And I was like, all right, this is the one thing I'm like throwing the flag. I'm throwing the towel. I'm just like, no, (laughs) you can throw a flag too. That's okay. (laughs) Penalty. Not that. Foul. Foul. We find out that the mayor is working with the pikes. Bum, bum, bum. But I feel like we could have figured that out without that entire chase scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, we didn't really find anything substantial out of that. Yeah. And then the show gets better. (laughs) (laughs) The Slave One is now being called the Fire Spray, apparently. Did you know about that? I did hear about that. And I mean, like... I get it. I I definitely do get it. And I think, like, the change was absolutely necessary. But, Mm -hmm. like... Fire spray. It's awful. <laughs> I mean, like, that ship would have been a better title. I was, or like, like <laughs> Fet One or something like that, or I yeah. don't know, like Jenga. Jenga, <laughs> yeah, Jenga. That would have been such a nice little callback. No, just so Jenga. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Boba Fett scopes out Jabba's palace in the fourth episode to check the guards in front of his ship. Tatooine has triple moons now. Did you see that? Was it triple? Mm-hmm. Nope, missed that. It was double suns, <laughs> and then it changed to triple moons. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I've never seen that before. Mm-mm. Boba Fett sees a flash in the sky, which is what Mando used in episode five of when season one. When that happened, like, yeah. obviously we had the callbacks with, like, the stormtroopers' helmets on the pikes, and we mm-hmm. saw, um, like, Peli and her droids, but when that happened, I was like, oh my gosh like this is happening <laughs> this now. is like, a show i was like <laughs> it's a show but i was like wow like these like it's so it was so cool to see like the events of the mandalorian like from boba's perspective right. and i was like at that point i was like oh are they going to show the mandalorian like in in time with like season two and we didn't um, even know if he was going to show up at no. all no and so i thought that that was just like so cool i freaked out when that happened oh for sure <laughs> The episode was called The Gathering Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, Boba Fett goes to a droid part modification center that's kind of like a tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. And he has, oh, he had sided with the Power Rangers in the last episode because of this, most likely. Cause he, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it's just like inconsequential. I don't know. They should have yeah. done it in a better order. 
It's possible, yeah. Uh, I guess. <laughs> they probably should have made that storyline a little smoother. Uh, Fennec Shan gets modified and healed. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett gives Fennec Shan a black melon, and he tells, uh, or they talk about how Boba Fett is dead, but he's not. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's, I think that that's interesting, too, though. That I think it's, like, the idea of who or what Boba Fett is of, like, this, like, ruthless bounty hunter who mm-hmm. we saw in Empire, like, now he's dead because of the whole Tuscan thing. And... It's interesting that people know about it, too. Yeah. It's, like, a well-known thing. Boba Fett is as popular in the Star Wars universe as he is in ours, like, we just I, I guess so. It. <laughs> <laughs> Samora Morrison, you angel. <laughs> he, did you see that he wants to fight Mace Windu? I did hear about yeah. that because he's like, I have like we have some unsettled business because he killed my dad, and I was like, I would not complain, but I didn't know if Mace Windu was technically still alive because I mean, like George Lucas said to Samuel Jackson that it's fine, you can be alive if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like it's that that's the thing I find so funny. It's like anything that Samuel L. Jackson is in, it's just like we have no control. It's whatever you want to do. I mean, he's the actor who makes the most money at the box office out of anyone ever i mean that makes sense (laughs) boba sums up the tuscan raider storyline to fennec shand as quickly as it should have been on screen (laughs) (laughs) fennec shand joins boba fett to help get his ship back since she now owes him Hmm. um boba fett tells the bantha to go off and find other banthas and make baby banthas but what if it didn't want to leave i thought that was so cute like not (laughs) not only was the book of boba fett about boba obviously like stepping into like this new not like persona but like stepping into this new position and growing it really showed that he is an animal lover and just he he loves them. It's so cute. I know. He has a heart. <laughs> he has he has a heart. <laughs> <laughs> the same droid who gave other droids jobs in Return of the Jedi. It's the best way I can explain this guy. Okay. In oh, Jabba's wait, yeah, Palace. Oh, yeah, because he was he the one that, like, saw R2 and yeah. was like... Yeah, okay, I got it. And, like, the one droid's feet were getting burned or something. Oh, that's right. Or not feet. I, I don't know what or you was that, an, that. Or <laughs> was that an Empire, though? I thought that was... Could, was wasn't that on um oh my gosh lando Calrissian's the spot up in the sky wasn't that cloud the, city cloud thank you, you're okay <laughs> the spot up in the sky cloud city <laughs> we're bouncing off each other <laughs> um wasn't that where like the droid was like their feet was getting burned like completely side no, i think but... it might have been okay. there's probably a couple of places i feel like it also happened in the Again, adding to, the, adding to the point that all droids in the Star Wars universe are, abused. are just... <laughs> <laughs> a whole unnecessary scene of Boba Fett chasing a little droid with Fennec Shand. I don't know why the little droid showed up in the first place. Like, they had the job completely done. Well, I think it's interesting because I remember seeing in Clone Wars, I feel like those kind of droids were often, like, little spies because they're ones that, like, you didn't suspect anything from uh, them. But they would, but like, he go probably had experience with them. So, like, yeah, I would assume that he probably thought that it was maybe, like, a spy of some sort and was... That helps a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fennec Shan does a very tragic thing. She kills a gonk droid. Oscar Isaac is crying. I'm crying. (laughs) Gonke, as Omega would say. Omega. I was... I... Ricka. (laughs) 
all of the Bad Batch, according to Omega. <laughs> um, but no, I thought that um, what at the beginning of it, when people were like, what do you hope to see in the Book of Boba Fett? I was like, jokingly, I was like, Din Djarin and Omega, because like, why not? I wanted to see Omega. Yeah. That would have been like, that cool. Been, that would have been so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what she would be up to. I think no. we need to see more Bad Batch first. I was going to say, like, it could have either been, like, a really cool, like, lead into Bad Batch Season 2 of, like, a little, like, I want to say, like, a cliffhanger on, like, what goes on in Season 2, but just, like, a little tease of, like, what could happen. What could have been. Yeah. <laughs> the pair escape. Fennec Shan decides to stay for the ride. Boba Fett murders that whole biker gang with his ship, which was awesome. When I saw that shot of him, like, coming around, like... Yeah. I when I saw that I said like that looks like it's a work of art just like the way that it was shot it and and then like in the post credits it had that as a concept art and yeah. I was like wow look see <laughs> it was a work <laughs> of art life imitates art <laughs> let's see Boba Fett goes to the Sarlacc pit where he uses the ship to check if his armor's in there unfortunately we already knew that it wasn't yeah but it was really cool to see I didn't think of him using the ship to go into the pit. <laughs> no, and I, but like, uh, now that I'm thinking of it, like, he knew that he got out of the Sarlacc pit with his armor on, like, we saw, you know, the punch up through the sand. Yeah, and then he wakes up and it's gone. Right, so like, <laughs> like, I get why you, like, again, like, you gotta check everywhere you've been if you've lost something, but at the same time, like, you knew you got out of it, and maybe he thought that the, like, the Sarlacc ate it again? I guess. I don't know. But then why wouldn't he eat him again? Yeah. So strange. <laughs> but he says that's where he lost his armor all those years ago, so that means it's confirmed that he was with the Tuscans for years. Yeah. The jump scare in the Sarlacc pit was actually kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fennec Shan drops one of the sonic bombs into the Sarlacc pit, which was like a dream come true, honestly. It really was, I thought it was so funny where like he said to her afterwards, like, don't touch my guns or something like that. Yeah. Like, don't touch any of the buttons or something. I was like, that is that like that describes their dynamic from like day one. I think it's so funny. So Cobb Van has Boba Fett's armor. Mm -hmm. Um Boba Fett talks about taking over Jabba's rule. He's tired of working for Scug Holes. Like the Empire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fennec Shan decides to work alongside Boba Fett, and we see Bib Fortuna get killed once again, and now we're all caught up. <laughs> and at the same time, we find out that Boba Fett is fully healed now. Yay! Yay! Well, physically, he's fully healed, but emotionally... Emotionally, there's a lot of damage a, in there. <laughs> that's a lot of damage. No, that's a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. Mm-hmm. Black Kersantin causes trouble in Garza Flip's cantina. He pulls the arm off of a Trandoshan. Because when a Wookiee loses, <laughs> we'll pull an arm. We'll that's... pull out your arm socket. Oh, that's such a nice callback. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Aw. Solo. But, like, also, can we talk about the fact that Garza Flip was just so unfazed? <laughs> She's just like, this is an ordinary day. Like, someone's arm just got torn off, and we've got this guy who could potentially kill me, but I'm going to go and talk and be so calm and so respectful. She like... must have been in, like, Maz Eisley before or something. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been through it before. Yeah, she's been through a Garza Flip. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of an 
unnecessary character, I hate to say, though. What did she do for the plot? I know. And, like, people were all predicting, like, when uh, the trailer first came out, they were like, oh, she's gonna have a role because of, like, that one extended shot on her. But it was like... She she's did. Like, she's kind of like no. She's kind of like how I feel about Captain Phasma, where I thought she was going to be like this really epic, like female character, and she was going to have some like major influence, and then it's just like and and, you're and nothing. Dead. <laughs> and you're dead. And you're dead. <laughs> Captain Phasma's in Game of Thrones. I do know oh, okay. that. Yeah. Um, Whip brings up how. Chrysanthemum used to be a fighter in arenas with this electric knuckle things. Those were kind of cool. <laughs> Those were really cool. Boba Fett has a Godfather-like meeting with the heads of the territory. The music was kind of good in that scene, and it was oh, actually yeah. kind of good acting by Tim. Yeah. <laughs> for once in the show, not to say that he was that he had bad acting. It's just that the content that he was given. Right. Didn't give I was him gonna say like to I feel like with. yeah. I feel like a lot of it was just like he was kind of just reacting to things and not making just him being things there. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, like, again, like I, and this is something that I talked to you about, I think was that like in interviews, he was saying like, Oh, like, don't worry. Like wait till episode like five or something. Right, and yeah. then the show gets really good. I'm like, Tim, listen, but you're not the in show is already five. so good because <laughs> you are back as Boba Fett. Like that is like that in and of itself should be like plenty. And so like, I felt so bad that he was like, the show isn't good until this next episode he knew (laughs) (laughs) boba asks the heads of the families not to portray them if they're approached by the pikes which Mm. was so useless yeah because and then the mandalorian is teased at the end of the episode we jumped and everyone lost it (laughs) yes Now, episode five, Mando's back. We get one of the best Disney Plus episodes ever, in my yeah. opinion. Basically just the Mandalorian season three opener. Yeah. <laughs> the episode was even called Return of the Mandalorian. Which I thought was, like... Perfect. I was so perfect. And then, like, I thought, like, when I saw that, like, Return of the Mandalorian, like, oh, cool, okay, like, we're gonna get, like, a Boba Fett and Din Djarin, uh, like, reunion, like, cool. And instead, we got, like you said, Mandalorian basically episode, what, 17. I guess, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dang. Mm -hmm. At this point. Um, The episode opened in a Star Wars slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. Mando has a freaking jetpack, Beskar armor, a Beskar spear, and the Darksaber. No one's going to mess with this man. But not the rifle. (laughs) Not the rifle. That's right. Rest in peace. Was that on the ship? It was. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> so sad. And, like, every time I see promo pictures of, like, from season one with that, I was just, mm. what, was a good, so what a good time that was. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> he shows up to find Kaba Baez, who denies that he's there. <laughs> Mando absolutely slaughters the slaughterers with his darksaber. He really did. But I love, like, again, like, the 
um, continue, like, the continuation of this, like, philosophy of the Darksaber mm. and, like, its history. And I, I, at first I was like, why are they showing Den getting just, like, like, he's beating everybody else up, but he's struggling while he's doing it. I was like, I why think are it's they, cool, I was like, though. I was like, why are they showing him like that? But then, it, like, when, um... Like, I'm sure, as we'll discuss later, like, when the armor is, like, you're distracted and, like, you're not, like, harnessing it in the way that you should. And I'm, like, he just misses his son. Yeah. He's really going through his it. His mind again, is like, elsewhere. His mind is elsewhere. But, yeah, I think, like, the whole thing with the Darksaber, it's just so cool. It is so cool. Can't wait to Every see. Every time it comes out, it's Yeah. <laughs> Every time awesome. it comes out, game over. <laughs> <laughs> Yells. But he's definitely still trying to figure out how to use it. Mm-hmm. Literally... The first time we see space, the entire show is in this <laughs> that's episode. Right. Man, that's so true. Episode five of a Star Wars show. <laughs> the ring planet was really cool. Mm-hmm. The design. I don't know if you remember. I do barely because I was like Saturn. <laughs> Saturn? Question mark. Is he coming to Earth? <laughs> There's a one shot of Mando. I did appreciate the directing in this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. Guess who did it? I think it was Brace Dallas Howard. It was, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but she did a one shot of Mando when he goes up the elevator, sees who he needs to, and then, and then heads back down. But the dialogue, the music, the way it was shot, which mm-hmm. is one of the highlights of the whole show, honestly, for yeah. me. There's just this undertone of sadness really that there's was, something missing. Yeah, and like Grogu. I thought it was, I thought it was funny how like when I watched that initial fight and then he got like burned from the dark saber, I didn't realize that that was a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like someone maybe like knocked into no. it. I'm like, man, like that was really funny, but Man's also like. Is- man's is struggling but also like with this one shot i think like she could have very easily shot it in that like all right he's gonna we're gonna have a scene where he's like getting out of the ship all right and now we have one where he's walking to the elevator and then we cut to the table like the fact that they took the time to do that whole one shot right like again it goes into this whole world building like aspect of this series that i think is just so cool because like like I said, you could easily have done that in multiple shots, but doing it all in one go, it like makes it just seem so much more like realistic. So and, like this is this guy who's literally like cannot walk, but he's gonna put on like this act and still be like this tough demeanor. And I loved this when he got back into the elevator. And, like, there wasn't another person in there with him. And he just, like, just was so exhausted and just, like, rested up. He lets up his guard down. I was just like, oh, my God. You yeah. need a vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's been trying to find these people forever. Yeah. He finally does. He brings <laughs> Kababias's head to the buyer who tells him where he's looking to go. Mm-hmm. He finally finds the armorer and Paz Vizsla. But once I saw Paz Vizsla, I was worried. Oh, the Vizslas. I saw the name, and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-Vizsla had the Darksaber in the Clone Wars. It mm-hmm. was pre-Vizsla, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So red flags were going off. <laughs> <laughs> There's basically just these three Mandos then, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Everyone died on Navarro. Mm-hmm. Or on Mandalore. Where they just just scattered. Where they died. (laughs) The armorer discusses the importance of the Darksaber and how it was... It's been with Mandalore for over a thousand years. Mm -hmm. 
I was a little worried when Mando just handed it over to Paz Vizsla. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, yeah. man, what are you doing? <laughs> the armor talks about how Bo-Katan was given the saber, which was incorrect. That can lead to Mandalorian destruction. That's actually not incorrect. Ooh. So. Is it incorrect to her? No, actually. So in, um, so after... I kind of forget where the Darksaber was, like, after, um, the siege at Mandalore, um, but... I don't know either, but I know Sabine Wren has it before. Yeah, so Sabine, um, honestly, I forget how she comes into possession of it in Rebels, but, um, like, Sabine is, like, a teenager at that point, and so when, like, I think Kanan probably told her about the history of the Darksaber, and she's like, I cannot rule a whole planet i am a child <laughs> like listen padme amidala doing it is one thing but like leading mandalorians like that's a tall so that's order. why she gave it to Bo-Katan. so she so yeah so after um like there was some other like i think the empire had some control over mandalore yeah because that was what like the shots that we saw of like the destruction of mandalore i think that's what that could have been a tie to um so yeah, but like after that, Sabine was like, you are the one who should have this because like, you know what you're doing and like you have experience in this. So, so yeah, so um, Bo-Katan was just given it mm-hmm. and so she, there wasn't any sort of combat or anything, which I do think is interesting because I mean like Bo-Katan has been like a rebel against like some Mandalorian ideals herself, right. but you would think that this one that has been in like their culture for thousands of years would kind of be upheld but it's it's an interesting little point yeah and they treat her as like an outcast though yeah (laughs) (laughs) moff gideon is being sent to the new republic where he's gonna go on trial the armor says that he should have been killed i agree (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean like like when has there ever been a time when a bad guy has just been in like captivity or has just been you know like going on trial that they haven't escaped and like just gone back into regular society joker yeah (laughs) the punisher (laughs) um yeah that's very true i guess he should have been killed then the beskar spear is a horrid sight to the armor who says beskar should be protective not used as a weapon so she melts it down it's a little sad but i think like the idea of beskar being protective i think that's really cool it is cool yeah but it's also like dang it now if you guys go against him (laughs) but then i feel like you have to did we find out like um obviously whoever the heck the person was in season two of the mandalorian who had the spear first so oh wait no no, the lady the the chick from the town <laughs> i don't remember shoot who i did a podcast on it when it came out i can't remember though yeah but like where did how did she get if like if mandalorians are the ones that like primarily have beskar mm-hmm. like how did the spear get made then if the if mandalorians believe that beskar should only be protective we're talking about the episode with Ahsoka and Mando season two, yeah. but yeah, I guess I have to go back and look at that one. <laughs> Some <laughs> more remember. questions for another time. <laughs> for another time. The armor discusses the Night of a Thousand Tears and yeah. the Great Purge, which was sad, but kind of, I'm 
not gonna lie, it was kind of cool to finally see it. It really was, yeah. Um, the Night of a Thousand Tears is when the Empire just completely demolishes Mandalore. Mm-hmm. K2SO droids were involved, and also the self-destruct droids from the Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I had a chemistry quiz the day after I saw Rogue One. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, and um, one of the answers was K... To <gasps> S-O. Was it actually? Yes. That is too funny. <laughs> oh, man. K2SO really gets me. I was so I... excited. He died the night prior, and I was very upset to see him on my quiz. He lives on. <laughs> he, always, he just lives on. <laughs> the droids were sent in to kill any survivors that the TIE fighters didn't kill. Very intense. Mando says that he wants to give Grogu something, which is against the Jedi way to have a connection. But it's not against the Mandalorian way. I love how these two contradict each other. Yeah, and I love, like, there is a post that's been going around where it's, like, Grogu when he's, like, grown up and is, like, a master at that point. And he's, like, teaching new students and they're like, but Master Grogu, I thought that, you know, attachment was forbidden and, like, it's leads you to the dark side and he's like fear of losing your loved ones is what leads you to the dark side but acceptance that they just rejoin into the force like that is healthy and that's good and that's like loving and that goes along with the mandalorians and this is the way it's like that sense of loyalty and like respect and love for all their like past like experiences and their Mm -hmm. lives and everything i'm just like Grogu's gonna be the one <laughs> to could bring be. everything together. <laughs> I wonder if Grogu's actually the chosen one, and he's like the one to, yeah. Think about this. So like, because oh he's gonna be so old, everyone could just fill him in on the Star Wars <laughs> timeline, and he'll be like, oh shoot, I know everything that's bad. So and Grogu, everything remember that's good. that guy that you trained with for like a couple months? Yeah, let me tell you about his dad. <laughs> He's going to have so much wisdom. He's like, I know how to handle every situation. Come to Grogu for anything. Oh my gosh. He'll be like the Uncle Iroh of the Star Wars universe. He's going to have his own Jasmine t-shirt. Yeah. The little pouch for Grogu's Beskar is shaped like his head and it's so cute. I thought it was funny because when he first like held that up, I was just like, oh, he's thinking of Grogu. But then like it took me a second to see the shape and then I just like, like lost it. It's Grogu. <laughs> the armor and Mando start training with the Darksaber and Paz Vizsla comes up and fights Mando for the Darksaber and loses barely. Mm-hmm. Um, the armor asks both of them if they've ever removed their helmets and proclaims Mando isn't a Mando anymore. So I'm not even sure what to call him. He's just man. <laughs> He's just man. <laughs> That's the good. man. Yeah. Season three. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that image like go around too. That's really Dun. funny. <laughs> I re- I remember thinking that because he admitted that he didn't or that he had removed his helmet that she was going to be like well then you can't have the dark saber and yeah, that like Pat I was, was scared of that too. I was like I was waiting for it and then he just picked it up and I was like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mando has to use public transportation since the Razor Crest was destroyed, which is hilarious. He immediately sets off alarms for his weapons and he has to remove everything. Again, adding to the world building. Like, we have yeah. never seen no. commercial flight in Star Wars before. That was so funny. 
Like, of all characters to have seen on a commercial... Well, I guess, like, Rebels, there's technically, Fett. like, some things. Oh, yeah. Like, there are, like, some, like, commercial flights, but nothing to, like, this level mm-hmm. of just humor. <laughs> yeah. He was the best one yeah. to use. Um, a Rodian child stares at Mando's armor on the ship, which was super cute. It's like an airplane flight. Mm-hmm. Then we see Pelimato again with her droids. <laughs> Hey, look, comes everyone, back. it's Mando. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, Peli Mando shows Mando that she's been working on his new ship. And, and Naboo. And, and one, one starfighter. Star <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, the starfighter was one of the ones that were used in the Phantom Menace against the Separatists. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Yeah. Mando says that he still wants a Razor Crest if she finds one. <laughs> And I mean, like, you gotta think of it, like, I love the fact that he's piloting an N1 starfighter, and, like, I love that sense of nostalgia, like, for our generation. Mm. However, like, you gotta think practically, like, if Grogu's gonna be, like, in, like, that little back spot, like, this man's job is bounty hunting. Right. He's gonna need some room to, like... To breathe. To breathe, (laughs) to breathe, right? So, like, yeah, Razor Crest would kind of be ideal. Definitely, but no one's going to catch him in that. No. Um, Pelimato says that the ship can go faster than a father from The Last Jedi. Those are the, like, horse animals that oh. Finn and Rose ride. Oh, those ones. Yeah. I thought, the... I thought to uh, Rise of Skywalker when they were oh. on the planet that supposedly the Death Star just like right. crashed in and was in perfect somewhat condition in the ocean and there were like these horses. I thought that that's what you meant, but okay. I don't even remember what those things were called. Space horses. Space horses. <laughs> <laughs> Mando and Peli Mano construct the N1 Starfighter to make it silvery like Mando's drip. And also, uh, fun shout out to, um, is it BD? From, um, oh my gosh, what's the video game? The one with Cal? Um, Fallen Order? Yes! (laughs) I never played it. I'd only ever watched like a play-by-play of okay. like other people playing it, but yeah, it's I think it's BD BD one. Yeah, it's the. Little, oh, is it the droid? Yeah. That Pelimato had. Yeah, again, yeah. like li- these little tiny like. I think he was in toys. Rise of Skywalker too. That was Do the little uh, wheel one. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the droid part was removed in the Starfighter. Perfect mm-hmm. spot for Grogu to sit. Yeah. Mando passes through Anakin's pod racing track, which was awesome, while like, testing out the Starfighter. Yeah. Again, like, that whole sense of nostalgia. Like, that one had me, like, crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mando also jumps into space to go show off his ship to his little Rodian friend. <laughs> that was cute. That was really cute. Mando gets pulled over by two X-Wings, and he... He's asked about a razor crest on Navarro, but he says he doesn't know anything about it and just jumps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything that they can really pursue with that storyline anyway. I don't know what they were going for. I mean, I think... I think that was settled. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Probably had to rewatch and try to figure that one out. I guess so. Yeah. Fennec Shan shows up to Pelimanos and asks for Mando's help. He says that he'll do it for free. <laughs> well, he 
you should have done it for money. <laughs> Mando <laughs> says he just needs to see a little friend first. Mm-hmm. Um, Mando season three is probably going to go over a lot of Mandalore stuff. Oh, yeah. And Bo-Katan will probably want the Darksaber, and maybe Mando will eventually lead Mandalore. That is the hope. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the hope. Yeah. Okay. Will Omega eventually show up alongside Boba Fett? Maybe. <laughs> Cobb Vant, Vant Refrigeration. You haven't watched The Office. I or have... wait, you you watched oh, a little no, bit. Oh, no, yeah, wait. <laughs> wait, that's really good. Thank or you. It... I thought it was... Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration <laughs> oh is what God. it is. <laughs> that's, I, like, never put that together. That was the first thing really I thought funny. of when I heard his name. Aww. Cobb Vant, Vance Refrigeration. I just thought Corn on the Cob. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Corn on the cob, Vant confronts some pikes and kills most of them. The pikes leave behind a box of spice and cob, Vant just tips it over. You know how much money that probably cost. Right? <laughs> Could have saved the town. Mm-hmm. Episode titled, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. So it wasn't the last one. I was close, but however. <laughs> it's the second last one. We see R2-D2 on a green planet, which was really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Mando and R2-D2 interacting. It was super cute. Yeah. <laughs> and the spider-like droids that build a new temple. They creeped me out. They're really? I thought they were cool. They're, they're cool, but I was like, I think after that one episode, um, it was like the second one in Mando season two where they had like, I forget what the name of those spiders were, but mm. it was just like... Not for me. <laughs> I got you. So R2-D2 leads uh, Mando over to the Jedi Temple that's being built by the spider-like droids. And Mando starts yelling and asking if anyone's alive. <laughs> I really got to say, though, that's some real character development for Mando. Because he, cause he yeah. goes from like absolute disdain for droids and then to the point where he's like actually having full conversations with them. But it's like, it's, like still holding on to that like... Annoyance. That annoyance of it, like anyone alive. Anyone alive so here? <laughs> and then CGI Luke and Grogu are seen together sitting and lifting frogs. That was so cute. Yeah. And Luke CGI looks so much better. Yeah. But do you know why it looks so much better? I don't. I mean, like I had watched after the finale of Mandalorian season two, like when they did the um, like. I forget what they call them, but like the, the how it's fake? no, it's like they went through like the how it's made of like oh, the yeah, season, yeah. and then they did one like just specifically on the finale, mm-hmm. and like I saw that they were considering doing deep fake for that episode, but then they didn't, and so I'm like, is that what this was this yes. time? Okay, because it looked, <laughs> I, I agree with you, it looked so much better, and I was like, what could they have possibly done or like created within like a year and a half time right. span to make this look so much more realistic they killed it they really did they hired a youtuber that no yeah, way that edited the finale wow. right after it came out and was like this looks better and then all the fans were like this is the one. Oh my <laughs> gosh wow way to go youtube <laughs> yeah lucasfilm was like eh, we'll take him yeah <laughs> Grogu gets so excited about all the frogs. His eyes get so wide. They really do. I love watching Luke and Grogu walk together. Luke uses the force to make Grogu go faster as they walk. (laughs) 
And then Luke tells Grogu about Master Yoda yeah. and how he used to talk in riddles. Size matters not. That's such a good little bit of dialogue. I honestly thought this was the best Disney Plus episode. Yeah. There was just was, so much was, happening. Yeah. There was so much was happening, but it was pretty much like in the right time. It wasn't like in your face about right. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Luke asks Grogu if he would like to remember his past, and then we get like a little glimpse of Order 66, which because is cool. what would a Dave Filoni project be if we didn't get another <laughs> perspective of Order 66? That's so true. <laughs> Watch, there's gonna be another one from Obi Wan, like an ad, an additional piece of it from like Obi Wan's perspective or something. Bad Batch season two. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Grogu was protected by three Jedi, but they're killed by clone troopers, unfortunately. But we never see who actually saves Grogu in the end. I'm sure we'll find out. At Not some point. yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> season three will probably go over that. Mm-hmm. Luke runs with Grogu on his back, just like he did with Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. Except yeah. this time, the roles are reversed. <laughs> <laughs> now he's the master, and Grogu is the... Padawan. <laughs> or, yeah, I guess he's just a student now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R2-D2 actually led Mando to Ahsoka, who shows up and says she's a family friend of Luke's. And then I cried. <laughs> I definitely teared up because I was just like, just it brought back so many just memories of the Clone Wars. And I'm like, Ahsoka, you are like more than a family friend. Like you were a part of the family. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. until literally until Luke and Leia showed up, like you were like their adopted child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, Ahsoka just didn't want Mando's feelings to get in the way of Grogu's training. But I love Rosario Dawson's like, mannerisms as Ahsoka yes. so I, good I like made a tweet about that because oh, yeah. like, I, I don't know how to give her anything like that but I was just like the moment where she said something it was like um uh like Din had said like he's a foundling like he deserves to have like this gift and she is like well perhaps he's a Padawan now like mm-hmm. the way that she moved her hand I was just right. like that is it it's <laughs> from the show it's from the show <laughs> So she did such a good job. I can't wait for the series. I'm sure she, like, studied Ahsoka's movements or whatever. I don't doubt it. Mando eventually decides that it isn't right to go see him and gives Grogu's Beskar gift to Ahsoka. (laughs) Rip. Grogu reaches his hand out when Mando's ship takes off, and that was so sad. I just thought about this, too, that, like, Grogu didn't even know that mando had gotten a new ship or anything like that but he still just knew mm-hmm. i mean I, I mean like he has a force connection and like, i think they're that a out. force dyad oh man <laughs> <laughs> that oh man that just got me thinking of so many different wouldn't that make things. sense it would but i mean like it would but i also think just them having the bond of like a father and son like that kind of dynamic i think that is That's even like enough. sweet in and of itself too luke has grogu train with the same training ball that he used in a new hope <laughs> i can't remember what they're called yeah i don't know either grogu learns how to jump around mm-hmm. <laughs> jump up jump up and get down <laughs> <laughs> Ahsoka compliments Luke on his training, and Luke claims that Grogu is just remembering things, and he's not training him. Like, Luke really does have imposter syndrome there, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he really does. Luke asks if he will uh, see Ahsoka again, and she says, possibly. I'm gonna say yes. I mean, I'm surprised that, like, I was surprised that she was even there in the first place, because yeah. I would have thought that after the events of The Mandalorian that she was gonna be going off and, like, going on her hunt for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. But then she was there, so I was genuinely shocked and surprised so i hope like now she's actually like go find ezra <laughs> yeah go, t- go do something <laughs> i don't know enough about ezra yet because i'm only on oh, only watch well, one episode okay. well then maybe i shouldn't have said that. well i know it's that he's like I, I know some things about he, he's lost that's it he's just a little lost <laughs> lost in the thrill of it all lost in the woods <laughs> there that too <laughs> Fennec Shan says that the mayor is off-world because we kind of forgot that this was called the Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that we're done with the Mandalorian hiatus. um... (laughs) Now back to the program. Right. Yeah, I remember when they switched to this and I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) I I was honestly expecting like throughout this episode and even in the previous one that we were going to at least have some sort of like cut back to what was going on on Tatooine just to kind of be like hey remember like this is still a plot that's going on but it was like slow Mandalorian so which like I don't mind no definitely not I I don't mind but but my man's Boba Boba. (laughs) they did him dirty yeah they did my girl black widow dirty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i didn't like black widow all that much did I you i don't blame you i mean i liked it but i knew that it wasn't like it was more of i feel like a setup for yelena's character which is fine right. but i feel like people were going into it expecting like some greater development for black widow or some other like big thing but it was kind of just like yeah this happened and she still like dies the end (laughs) the end (laughs) like boba fett (laughs) boba fett stands in place and uh that's it for this episode yeah yeah that's a that's a wrap Mm 10 mando sees the jawas that have the great dragon skull Mm -hmm. um mando visits cop vant Oh, yes. <laughs> and even sees the weak way again. I made all these memes over the weak way when the <laughs> premiere came out last year. Oh, really? <laughs> just, I just thought he was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the town is redesigned around the Kree Dragon is now called Freetown. It's kind of a... They could have come up with something better than that. They could have, but like also what a Western plotline to do. It's like our town fights this one issue and then like all of a sudden now we're like fully independent and like we must have like our own name and so it has to be like it doesn't have to be but of course it would be something as like cliche as freetown <laughs> could have been like crate town yeah sarlacc town <laughs> cad bane arrives in live action for the first time which was so exciting to see. But you just knew oh, yeah. once he showed up, nothing good was going to come of it. From a desert comes a stranger. Mm-hmm. And he still had the same voice actor for the role as from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane was mentored by uh, Jango Fett, Boba Fett's father. And he was kind of seen as a mentor to Boba Fett through all the Clone Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh Fennec Shand and Cad Bane actually fought before. I was really looking forward to like a whole 
like reunion for the two of them and like some like settling unfinished business because yeah. like they really did that like he really kicked Fennec's ass mm-hmm. so, like I was expecting her to be like oh you again let me like take care of this but yeah yeah <laughs> I guess not I thought Fennec was gonna do something but I mean what we find out in the next episode mm-hmm. I think it's pretty fitting that way too yeah <laughs> Garza Flip's cantina is destroyed by some pikes that leave an explosive there. I was really expecting she was going to come back. Like, and she have was meaning. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, she must have had, like, some sort of escape plan or something, and then she never came back. She never Garza Flipped. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a, that's a, that's a new verb in the Star Wars universe. Garza Flipped before. <laughs> Bantha fodder. Garza Flipped. Luke shows Grogu Yoda's lightsaber. That's such a weird sentence. Um, Luke also opens Mando's gift, which is a little Beskar shirt. I totally called it. I don't think I yeah, should. Yeah, you did show I me. did show you? Okay. So I had messaged a friend of mine, and when I saw like the little like chain links in episode five, when um, the armor was like creating whatever it was going to be for Grogu, and I was like, this is going to turn out just like the mithril, like... I forget what they call it in Lord of the Rings, but I was just like, this is going to be like the same thing that like um, Frodo wears all throughout the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's going to be like this impenetrable armor because Beskar. <laughs> so I've never seen Lord of the Rings. You've never? Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, like I, I have to now. Yeah. I mean, like I haven't read the books, so I'm not like that much of a fan. I read The Hobbit that was a time mm-hmm. um and like i've seen those movies but like lord of the rings bro like that that's some good stuff i mean it starts in september again the but, show yeah. so that's why i gotta watch it you really do yeah so i'll watch it by then i really think now that i'm thinking about it like i would love to see a scene with aragorn and dinjarin just to see what would happen because like aragorn's basically like he looks like the absolute badass and he is the absolute badass but he's also like the most like kind and understanding person like one of my favorite like male characters written ever <laughs> so yeah interesting that would be, be really cool to see the two of them interact i think i gotta watch it yeah you do all six of them <laughs> <laughs> it's on hbo i think luke tells grogu that he must choose between the lightsaber and the beskar armor because I don't know. Well, don't Sith deal in absolutes? They do. They really do. Then what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what is your tactic here? <laughs> I don't get this. Um, And that's episode six. And it cuts out with us wondering what Grogu's going to choose for a week. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> Next week, Boba Fett and the squad go to Garza Whip's cantina and stay there to fight the pikes. By the way, this is the finale. I should probably mention that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything goes down now. <laughs> Everything's going down in the name of honor. That's what the episode is titled. That was a very Thank nice. You. That was a nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> Cad Bane visits the mayor and the pike leader, who says that he killed Boba Fett's Tuscan clan. It's because Cad Bane just likes to stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Luke's X-Wing is piloted by R2-D2 and carries Grogu to Pelimato Station. I almost appreciated Grogu and Peli's reunion more than Din and Grogu's reunion. I think I did too. <laughs> she was, like, she just, ugh, she was so excited and she was getting, like, all of a sudden she was in, like, a frenzy. Like, you guys have to get him food! Like, he's probably hungry! Like, <laughs> and Din was just like, stay down. <laughs> Pelimano initially thought that she was in trouble with the New Republic, though, because the X-Wing. Yeah. Um, but Grogu chose the Mandalorian. Grogu must have most four skills already, since Luke said he was just remembering his training. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think they really accomplished a ton during that. I, I guess not. I mean, other than maybe Grogu really learned, like, where he feels his place is, like, for the time being, and, like, maybe... Like, this is something that I was kind of theorizing that, like, you know, Luke said that a life or like a lifetime for someone else is just a short time for you or something mm -hmm. like that. And like maybe he realized like, well, then I need to spend the time that I do have or that I can have with this person that I really care about. Yeah. And then like you can always go back to force training another time. You've got like 900 years to live. Yeah, exactly. And it will die at some point. <laughs> But we're not going to think about say that. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. Pelimano says that she won't call Grogu Grogu. <laughs> Fennec Shan says that they're uh, depending on the people of Freetown, which sucks because they didn't know that Cop Vant was shot. Mm -hmm. But then they did show up anyway. So worry that didn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, but it I think okay. it's a, it is a very valid oh, like, yeah. tactic and very valid fear. Like, if we do go, like, we could all die. But if we stay back, like, eh, we just got to deal with Spice. So, like, yeah, it's just with a less spicy. of the two evils. <laughs> it's a little spicy. The Pike's showing up making Tatooine spicy. <laughs> <laughs> More that's ways their, than that's one. their campaign slogan make Tatooine spicy. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to spice up other planets. Yeah. That's their goal. Mm -hmm. um, Boba Fett and Cad Bane see each other again, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Cad Bane tells Boba Fett that Cobb Van is dead and the Pikes killed his Tuscan tribe. Boba Fett almost fights him there, but Fennec calms him down. Again, love that dynamic between them. Like, <laughs> they will both kick ass when they need to, but the fact that they're, like, the advocate for the other is super cool to see. It is cool. The families all turn against Boba Fett's squad, which was very predictable. <laughs> hey, when these people come up to you, remain neutral. Hey, sure. It's like, <laughs> like telling a kid, it. you see this jar of cookies on this On the table? table? You don't. don't eat them. <laughs> okay. Dave Filoni. <laughs> the Gamorrean guards are pushed off the edge of a cliff, which was honestly the saddest part of the episode. Honestly, it really was. Like, they just wanted to defend... What's the title that Boba has? No, Daimyo. Oh, yeah, They yeah. just wanted to protect their Daimyo, and then they just, like... Bye. <laughs> I watched this so early in the morning, so I was like, I had no reaction to anything. But when the Gamorrean guards were pushed, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mando stays with Boba Fett through this whole thing, even though this is probably the craziest job he's ever done, and it's for free. <laughs> 
don't know. I feel like there's so many jobs that Mando's taken that are probably worse than this, but I feel like this at least has, like, the deep personal meaning to Mm -hmm. him. So, like, it just, like, it's a different, it's a different level of a job for him because he, like, he used to not, like, be involved with other people or anything like that. So, well done, Grogu. (laughs) You did your job well. (laughs) Ruth. The mayor's major domo is sent out to negotiate with the pikes. Or so he thinks. <laughs> that scene was honestly so good and so, like completely redeemed that character. Seen a couple memes of that too, of just what he wrote on the tablet. <laughs> <laughs> she says like F you. <laughs> I mean basically. We see Boba Fett and Mando fight together, which was so awesome to see. On the jetpacks. On the jetpacks. <laughs> I love seeing Boba Fett in action finally. For a show named after him, this shouldn't be a rare occasion. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah. I, I mean, like, with what they had written, I get why they didn't have that, like, him act that way so much, but it's also, like... Not what people wanted. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, again, it's fine, but yeah. it could have been it could have been a little better in that way, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kersantan gets wounded bad, and Boba Fett promises a back-to-tank soak for him. We see enormous destroyers that show up and mess up the whole town. Mm-hmm. These things are from the Clone Wars and the prequels, for the most part. Yeah. Um, from the Separatists. Mm-hmm. These seem like next-gen destroyers, and not even the Darksaber can break the force field around them. But I mean, like, when you think about it, too, like, the lightsabers in Clone Wars, when they had, like, the the droid cars or whatever they were called like even then like they could like bounce bullets off of them but, i guess that's true yeah but like they couldn't even like they had to i don't even remember what it was that they had to do other than like roll like this little like stun yeah. balls in and then like the force field is down then they can like mm-hmm. hit him with the lightsaber so that was always an annoying but, thing <laughs> but there's like a meme or not even a meme but just like a comment that i had seen where it was like Din Djarin, are you a Jedi? Is anyone here? Anyone alive? Don't shut off. But then goes to this and says, like, the velocity of our standard weapons, like, is too, like, too forceful to break this shield, but regular other things are too slow or whatever, and, like, does, like, this extremely elaborate, detailed explanation as to why they can't break these force fields, and they were like, get you a man who can do both. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, Din. Oh, Din. Peli Mano shows up and brings Grogu, who is who Mando's surprised to see. That was, I mean... <laughs> that whole entrance was just, like, weird. the most... It was weird, but it was the funniest, most chaotic and fitting yeah. entrance that ever could have happened. She's just like, hey, look at this thing that I brought. Like, completely <laughs> ignoring that there's a giant, like, spidery... Thing that's blasting up everything. She's yeah. just like, this is another day in Tatooine. Hey, look, it's Grogu. What the yeah. heck? <laughs> Boba Fett arrives on top of his Rancor and fights the Destroyers. Mm-hmm. So cool. Grogu saves Mando from the Destroyer, which was really cute. Their reunion was really cute. Mm-hmm, their little hug. Yeah. Cad Bane uses his flamethrower, which throws off the Rancor, and he throws off Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett and Cad Bane finally have an awesome duel, but Cad Bane is faster than him. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane tells Boba Fett that this was his final lesson. 
that Boba Fett uses a Tuscan weapon to stab Cad Bane, oh, a weapon what... that he never used. I was gonna say, I forget what the actual name. Oh, the Gaffy Stick. Yeah, that was honestly so cool. Cause I, I, I gotta say, like they really had me there for a second. I was like, oh my god, like this is actually gonna be like this is the end of Boba Fett, and I guess okay. <laughs> I mean, this, this is then, the last episode, <laughs> right? So I was like, I was like, wow, they're really gonna do that, okay? And then he just like comes back with absolute force and i gotta say i always love when tamora morrison like uses the gaffy stick i don't know if that's actually what it's called in real life but it's based off of a maori weapon that um is like a like resident to like his tribe that he's a part of and so whenever i see him like fighting it he just has like such a raw intensity when he uses it like it is just so amazing to see and so i'm in like awe every time that he's actually able to use that in star wars it just it's so cool it's really cool but yeah then we get a shot over cad bane we see a red light beeping um oh really yeah oh <laughs> i don't know what that was but is this the last time we see cad bane i don't know Maybe that was like, was it like a tracking fob? Maybe. Hmm. Something was beeping. Something, okay. Somebody's beeping. I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) The Rancor goes wild and tries to bite Mando's helmet, which clearly doesn't work. (laughs) And again, like, Pelly's commentary, like, throughout this entire thing, was just like, don't worry, kid, like, your old man's doing great. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, again, like, I feel like, if it were any other actress, maybe, that was delivering those lines, like, you'd be like, all right, shut up. But mm-hmm. the fact... Amy Sedaris. That really it's funny. Amy Sedaris. It's just... It just works, and mm-hmm. it's so good. Um, Grogu puts the Rancor to sleep, and they and then they have a little nap together. Yeah. <laughs> and Akshan kills the heads of the families and the mayor and the heads of the pikes all in one go, which was really weird and wrapped up everything too neatly in one scene really did but i am not going to pass up a chance to see master assassin fennec shand do what she does best and so like that i thought was just so cool because i feel like she'd been like holding back this entire time and now she was just like you're done exactly (laughs) you're you're done you're done done. (laughs) (laughs) i would not have passed an attempt for that storyline to end either yeah. So I'm glad that happened. <laughs> um, we see Boba Fett and Fennec Shan now having earned the right as ruling over Mos Espa, mm-hmm. um, reaping the rewards. Mando and Grogu go off into space, and Grogu gets to go in his little spot. Yeah. <laughs> what happens with Luke Skywalker's X-Wing? Did R2-D2 just fly it back to him? Oh yeah, probably. I have no doubt. R2's Dropped a very... him off and went, see ya. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, all right. I'm... But my question is, how did how did they know that that's where Din was in the first place? Like, I don't they, know. I guess they like... just assume that everyone's on Tatooine <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like, maybe, like, I could... I was going to say, could they sense that everyone was on Tatooine? I was like, but they've got to have, like, some extreme force sensitivity to be like, let me reach out to, like, the other side of the galaxy and figure out where this person is. Like, that was my question. It was just, like, R2 just, like, flew to Tatooine or just some random planet. It's just like, all right, kid, I'm going to trust you're in safe hands. Bye. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I'm going to take a guess here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Grogu taps on the glass until Mando hits the thrusters again. And then, uh... Din Djarin really has no boundaries when it comes to parenting, which is, like, kudos to him, but (laughs) also, like, dude, you're gonna have a rough time. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) End credits scene with Cobb Van in the back to tank. I'll be honest. Thundercat. Yeah. The first time that, I mean, like, I watched the entire episode, but when the, um, like, credits started to roll, I was just like, wow, cool. But, uh, like, I thought of um when boba fett said like um like he had like pain in his shoulder or his arm or something and fennec was like why don't you go in the back to the tank he's like oh it's being used and right. so then i figured I it would it be chrysanthemum and then he showed up and i was like well then who's in the back to tank and well, so then, then like i was about to like tweet that out and then i looked on like the um live tweets that people were putting and it was like an image of Cobb vanth in the back to tank and i was like oh okay huh. <laughs> so like guess that explains well, it there so. you go <laughs> I really hope, like, he gets a big role in, like, season Seems three like of Mandalorian. Cause, or like, season two of this, if that's happening. I don't know. That's a good point. That is a really good idea, too. Because the viewership for the finale was higher than the Mandalorian season two's finale. Oh, that's that's crazy to but, me. Yeah. That's really interesting. By more than half. That's bonkers. Which is weird. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> More subscribers because of the Marvel shows, I think. Probably. At this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> there were no Marvel shows last year at this point. I don't know. I guess because, yeah, because then WandaVision would have just wrapped up, right? Because that started yeah, in it was January. last January. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well now anyway. we got to wait for Obi-Wan, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Oh, my God. And they're fighting twice. I know. <laughs> I am not ready to see that. What I'm also not ready to see is if they have flashbacks to, like, Clone Wars era, but, like, as Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, like, that, like, I, mm mm-mm, nope, I'm gonna be done. (laughs) It's gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. Um, But I think Book of Boba Fett, it was good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. (laughs) I enjoyed it, too. I think... I mean, out of all the Disney Plus shows, they definitely like Mando, Loki, and this one the best, probably. I think, like, my top three would probably have to be Mandalorian, WandaVision. But then I guess, like, honestly, I didn't, I liked Hawkeye. And, like, Hawkeye's, I'm kind of like Kate Bishop in that way. Like, I had always kind of appreciated his character, and I thought what he was able to do was so cool, because, like, I guess, like, both he and Black Widow are obviously, like, trained assassins, but, like, I feel like Natasha's training was way more intense. But, Mm -hmm. again, like, we don't know, because we haven't really seen any of, like, Clint's backstory completely, but I just think, like, the fact that he's just able to do stuff and he's just a regular dude, I think that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. I like that (laughs) So I think those are probably my, my top three. But, like, Book of Boba Fett, like, Tamara Morrison was back as Boba Fett, that was all I could have asked for. Oh, for sure. Had some exceptional, just, like, cinematography. I oh, think. definitely. Like, that was awesome. Shout out to Ludwig Gorenson. Fantastic soundtrack. And, I mean, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. And so. it, yeah. <laughs> all, I, all I need in a Disney Plus show is to get me hyped up every week. And it did that for the last three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do that. I'll take it. <laughs> But thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Of course. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) Be nice to each other out there.